episode 186 of the Canadian Purple Podcast, recorded December 4th, 2022. My name is Ian. I'm an introvert forced onto the podcast by a sense of impending doom, and I don't have a sandwich board to ring a bell with and say the end is near, so here I am. And I'm Alan. Um, yes, I'm not Ian. Shocking, I know. Uh, I'm a safety trainer, first responder, security expert, overall safety nerd, and I've been drinking steadily since about 4 o'clock. Uh, my name's Pierre. I'm a tactical beard owner, base t-shirt merchant, government hater, and the occasional part-time prepper. If you want to help support the show and keep the Canadian Prepper Podcast on the air, buy some swag. We have the Canadian Prepper Podcast t-shirt and super wicked awesome Velcro, tactical Velcro patch at www.prepperpodcast.ca. All proceeds can keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. If you're enjoying the show, please take a few minutes and like us on Facebook and submit a review on iTunes. Also, we want your feedback, good, bad, or if there's just a topic you want us to cover, email us at feedback at canadianprepper.ca. Well, we have some surprisingly good government issue content for you this episode. We're going to start off with some recent news, update the personal preps, then we'll get on to talk about dissecting a government grab-and-go pamphlet. It's uh, news time. Well, in that vein, uh, here's a link, and I found uh, this was actually a poll that I that I found by accident. Um, but essentially, it says that Ottawa is deciding is is debating whether or not the federal government will um, support and provide disaster relief funds if your home is built on a floodplain. Therefore, if uh, if you live if you live in such an area, expect to be on your own. Once again, shows you can't rely on the government. By the same token, though. If you live in a place like Tornado Alley or a floodplain, a place like High River, <laughs> which is aptly named, I mean, you shouldn't be overly surprised when disaster strikes, I guess. I, I, I vote we should just give the government like one more year to figure this out. Like They're obviously there to help us. Or pay more tax. I mean, one yeah, more tax yeah. can't hurt, right? You that's, know, that's true. They can make the weather I, gooder I, if we pay more tax, right? Yeah. What's I an extra 100 bucks a week? <laughs> I, I think it's safe to say they don't have a, a revenue problem, they have a spending problem. But anyways, that's for the other podcast. Yeah. Oh, good. Four minutes in, we've already derailed. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, I'm going to steal Jeff's story here. So he mentions that uh, close to home for me, a half-hour commute in Vancouver becomes an eight-hour ride. And it's a uh, news article from the dailyhive.com. And it regales the, the tale of a lady who had absolutely nothing in her car she uh, she was volunteering downtown Vancouver, trying to drive to Surrey, and spent eight hours in her car in a snowstorm with no food, no blanket, no water, no potty materials. And she was she was actually debating walking home. I don't think she was dressed appropriately either. And uh, yeah, so it was a mess for her and and everybody else, including myself. But, and because it was uh, Vancouver, it was probably actually seven degrees, and the snow all melted before anything actually happened. Yeah. Surprisingly, it is still here. Like uh, even where I am right now, it's it's like yeah, still sticking around. Um, so yeah, I got actually caught up in that same storm, and I was in Vancouver at the time. And uh, so funny story, I hop on a bus to get to my my daughter's place, and uh, the bus driver made it ten feet past the SkyTrain stop where I got off, and said, "I'm not driving. Um, I, I I don't know what to do." Uh, he's new to town. I give him that. So it's not a crime to be new, but. Uh, he just didn't know how to drive in the conditions, so he actually physically stopped the bus, told everybody to get off. So I, uh, yeah, I, I think Better Andrew had a good laugh about it with the other podcast chat. 
But uh, so there I am in dress clothes with no appropriate footwear or anything else either, except for in my suitcase. But I had didn't want to change in the middle of the street in a snowstorm, so I ended up tromping about I don't know three kilometers or something like that, carrying a suitcase and a backpack through the snow. And uh, I was less than thrilled by the time I got to the uh, the place. But, <laughs> but what are you going to do, right? Go, did it go towards your weekly rock? Well, that's what I asked, and he says, "Do you really want me to post that shitty, shitty performance?" I was like, "No." Not really. So, <laughs> so there's like 45 minutes in in the snow, and like I was trying to drag the rolly bag originally, but there was just like a really efficient snow collector, so then I just having to carry the suitcase, and it was just a mess. So it was, uh, yeah, it shows you how much you rely on public transit when you don't have a vehicle handy, right? Yeah. <clears throat> just so long- another another hundred bucks a week, buddy, and we'll get that solved. Yeah, no, I know. What I should have done though is actually before I even hopped to the Skytrain, I should have changed into my winter gear. They would have had less of a crappy time, and I would have been less angry by the time I showed up at my daughter's place. But anyway, <sighs> yeah. Um, news I had: Bill C twenty one. I don't know if anybody's been hiding under a rock, but uh, nope. Let's not let's not go there. Yeah. No. So yay. I'm too angry and inebriated to talk about that. Yeah. More more bans. Yay. And uh, yeah. And not not even any parliamentary debate. The debate was already over. Then they introduced the amendment. So thanks for that. That's good governance. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, uh, I can't wait to see what they ban next because it'll probably be like everything. So. Biggest lie ever told. I'm from the government. I'm here to help you. I think the biggest lie was that videotape of of our fearless leader saying that he was never going to ban guns too. And you know, look look what nope. happened. So. Oh, I thought you were talking about the one where he was filming. Filming Idris? No. What? <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Ooh. where I was going with that. De- right. Derailed again. Look at that. Yeah. Um, so, what Every time you derail the conversation, I'm taking a drink, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what we've done lately for preps uh, is brought to you by, well, nobody right now. So uh, for myself, I didn't really do a whole lot. I've been working and retraining on the uh, with on the job training still so uh i did actually set up my little ham radio base station since i relocated from the old office to the new office so i tested that out and i was still able to pick up the repeater that's across the street so that's good and uh let's see here i did today actually meet up with local listeners so that was kind of cool and he's a really neat guy so yeah i hope to see more of him and um yeah that was kind of cool just to kind of try to expand that mag uh that's pretty much it for me though well, that's okay. I'll make up for you. Um, <laughs> I ordered some uh, some equipment to complete my home gym, uh, which also used up the wellness credit my company gives me every year, which is also pretty cool, I think. Um, so I ordered myself a new power rack, and that's replacing the one that I built uh, out of scrap 2x6 lumber from building my garage this year, uh, last year, uh, and a bracket to attach my battle ropes, so which are actually hoses. Uh, I took part in a SAR exercise last night, Got some uh, got some navigation some navigation practice in using GPS using uh, CalTopo SarTopo some map and compass work um, and all done at night in slightly unfamiliar territory which is very cool. I acquired a second generator which I can use as a backup to my home generator and added some fuel sort some fuel to the reserves. Um, also ordered some new waterproof boots because there's never enough good quality footwear. Yeah, talking about blurring the lines between you and I, man. Like you're you're starting to take over the the preps thing too. Um, <laughs> well, you and I are the same person, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> at least that's much. a running theory. Uh, I have a question. What are battle ropes? Um, so it's a uh, um, basically it's a really heavy thing that you uh, um, that you that you throw around as part of a workout. Uh, really good for the shoulders, triceps, biceps. Good core work. 
Uh, is that kind of like when they have that uh, Thor uh, what, Love and Thunder uh, trailer? They had him like tossing the chains up and down type of thing? Yeah, exactly. Same, same, con- uh, same concept. Yeah. Uh, I got you. But okay. I, I can get you 250 pound tracks you can flip around. Like That's even worse than a truck. Yeah. Like a tractor tire. Well, I've got I've got a tractor tire. I'll, once I master that, maybe I'll take you up on it. Do you have a matching killdozer that would go with it by any chance? Not that I'm willing to talk about in public. Oh, okay. I have anyway. no recollection of the event in question. <laughs> Actually, speaking of ordering stuff, I did order these uh, these hand cranks that, like, for the last what six weeks we've been talking about for the, uh, the yeah. USB charging. Not a single one has worked yet, and so I'm getting kind of angry. I put it in a did pay claim. Did you and... try cranking it? Oh, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Damn it! Um, yeah, actually, no, did you insert the crank first and then turn? Ready, ready for this? Nothing. And so, um, oh, that yeah, doesn't sound right. Yeah, you even try and put a return in with AliExpress. And they're like, prove that it doesn't work. How do I prove that something <laughs> doesn't work? Okay, with you a picture. Negative. Yeah. So I was like, uh, thanks, guys. You send a little okay. clip it of like you cranking it and your phone not charging. Like, but you need another phone to. Yeah, it's messed up. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, this has been dead beat for me. So, beer. Um, I did a little bit of fuel rotation, uh, water rotation, as well as it was that time where I had to clean up those Berkey filters from all that grum from you municipal city water. So scrub them all down so it doesn't take six hours to get the six gallons of water. Um daughter's been sick for the last few days so we've all pretty much been homebound so we've kind of gotten some more like cleaning and sorting through the house and tidying up of saying like if we haven't seen this in three years do we really need to keep it so kind of you know hopefully making more room for um preps food and everything a little bit of food stock up because we had a bad storm supposedly coming through the other day so Stocked up on a little bit of extra stuff, but didn't need to use it, thankfully, which just means it adds to a list that I won't have to buy later on. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess main topic time. Uh, for the listeners on the chat, I threw in a link to the PDF file we're about to talk about. So if you take a look at the top of the commentary, um, yeah, you can see something from ready.alaska.gov. It's PDF file. And surprisingly, uh, like I said, Darius sent it to, to us originally for a show topic idea. Yep. And uh, it was pretty awesome. Like, I was uh, surprised. For the sake of four pages, if you're brand new to prepping, it is, yeah, fairly comprehensive. Yep. It's a great start. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So the, I guess the goal with this thing is to do a seven-day kit. Uh, now, they actually, one thing I really liked about it is the fact that they give you 12 weeks to assemble a seven-day kit, uh, which yep. is... You know, for people that either budgetary tight or just have motivational issues or whatever, it's pretty hard not to be able to follow this one, right? Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, unless disaster is right around the corner, you could <laughs> eat. Well, I mean, the collapse is coming, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, you could easily stretch this out into a way more than 12-week process, like, some people or you could just only do it in twelve week cycles and be prepared for a month <clears throat> really quickly. Yeah. But yeah, either that or I mean, you know, some people may not be able to get anything on here until like their extra or a paycheck. So even yeah. if you turn this into a twenty four week process, right? So just go with your paychecks. 
Yeah. I mean, unless the collapse is right around the corner, which I mean, at that point, there's other means of getting everything on this list that we won't talk about while recording. But that's true. <laughs> well, at least they're not plausible to deniability, which means we'd all have to be drinking. So that's just no good. I'd like to point out before we go any further that there are as many panelists in the chat as there are on the air right now. Yeah, there, I was going to make a comment on that. Like, I noticed that at least two of them, one of them who also ordered these things, is not on the on the show right now. So. <coughs> Scott, <coughs> <There he is>. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mini gasifier, cool. Scott. You should come on. He should really. Uh, I was just about to say. I was like, I'm surprised gasifier is not on this list. He'd be up here for it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So uh, this little plan here, the uh, the government suggests a st- uh, stocking up so you have a seven-day supply, but I'd say if the government tells you that you should be preparing for a seven-day outage, I'd prep for, what, a minimum of 30? <laughs> I, I don't think the government can, well, they, they can't even buy back firearms over this course of three years, so I'd give them uh, at least 30 days to get organized. Can to- we strike buy back from our vocabulary? They never owned them in the first place. It is not a buy back. It is That's a- true. It is a forced confiscation. Forced confiscation. Yeah, this with, this with is a conversation. Compensation. Well, conversation for a different podcast. Yeah, optional monetary. <laughs> we are not going on this rant right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did I mention there is no no provision for monetary compensation in Bill C twenty one? Just so on week one, what you want to purchase is <laughs> sharp things and things you can throw. Uh, yes. Okay, so I think the goal with this was they tried to keep it simple to get more people likely to buy in until they pull idea preparedness without you know coming off as like the sandwich board type. So uh, out of <laughs> just to say a small little thing, not about anything I don't want to go on a rant on, but like so Alaska is putting this out. Like yeah. if if California put this out, I'd be a little more worried about like what the future plans are. But I mean. We are talking Alaska. Uh, so, California would I'm, put this out about six days before the meteorite strikes. After you, you maybe, said after, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. even as it's striking Earth, they should <laughs> they put out something. Hey guys, maybe we should do yeah. something about this. Yeah. So I mean, right? So I mean, yes, it's a actually fairly good government document that I'm like anybody should kind of look into. Like, I'm not entirely shocked that out of all states and provinces that Alaska has put this out on government websites saying you should consider this because it, it's not a highly populated area. There are a lot of remote locations, right? Like if Toronto put this out saying, hey, you got 12 weeks to get all this stuff. I will not say on the air what I do for my preps for that. But, <laughs> you know, but uh, that specific state in this situation, right? Like Yukon, Northwest Territories, Nunavut, you know, not entirely shocking that they would have something along these lines way more than where 90% of the population in Canada live in a very populated area where as much as we don't want to say that the government is there to help, but like, you know, resources are a lot easier to find, right? Like if you live in downtown Toronto, Unless you're into like eating people, like hunting is not an option for food, <laughs> weather, that, you know, and I'm not saying that's not a possibility. I mean, I don't own it, but, you know, like if you live Some, on the back somebody, 40 with 300 acres. Somebody, somebody sent me something. Was it, was it within our group chat earlier today about how vegans are the closest thing we have to? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was me a, like, a little bit ago. Okay, I'm glad we got was... some consistency in our uh, in our cannibalism, <laughs> and we know we know what uh, Pierre is all about. Yeah, yeah, no, but and just for the record, so, I did I, mean, I did do a quick Google. Um, California, state of California, actually does have um, what is this about a twenty page guide, um, which for is a one day thing. No, no, it's it's general emergency preparedness, but one of them like the first step is dial two one one on any phone and find a public shelter and take nothing but small bills and a medication list with you. I was surprised um, I mentioned Tofurky or, or Xanax at some point, but yeah. anyway. Or, or like it has the idea of, it has it, it introduces the concept of like a stay and play box. Um as well as a grab and go yeah. bag. Right, but and and I mean we're way past that point where I'm like, this kit is more of like the time where it's like out where I live. I'm like the community building is not done being built because they tore the old, really, really small one down and they're building like a mediocre one now, as long <laughs> as the funds keep coming from the sign that when you come into town, right? Like, yeah. So out, out where I live, right? Like I don't live anywhere remote, like, you know, 90% of the population of Alaska where this, or maybe not 90, but I'd say 20, 30, 40% of the population. Well, in Alaska, Alaska is remote to everything. So, right. But I mean, <laughs> you know, doing, having something like this, I mean, everybody should have this. I mean, I would go way further if I lived in Alaska than this Absolutely. You know, basic government thing. But I'm like, I, no matter where you live, I'm like, you should strongly consider anything on this list follow it if it takes you a year it takes you a year i'm yep. not saying this is a 12-week challenge where if you can't do it in 12 week, 12 weeks sorry you should give up but if you need to spread it out over you know instead of week one it's month one it's better than anybody or 90 percent of the population i can almost guarantee you well, I was also Absolutely. happy they had, yep. they had the self-awareness, too, that like even though probably 90% of the streams in Alaska are probably relatively safe to drink compared to like Toronto or something, but uh, they actually had the self-awareness to mention water purification right at the top of the header and kind of go a little bit into it before they even started yep. about the list. And yep. surprisingly, saving documents was one of the first things they mentioned, which was like, so again, not yep. just for end of times, but just for everyday emergencies. And uh, also, you know, the, the store which you eat, like, and to do an inventory because, you know, there's no sense storing, you know, 10 pounds of, like, radishes if you don't like radishes and so on and so on and keeping track of what's oldest and everything else. So a lot of self-awareness going on with the list, which is really good. Absolutely. Yeah. I, th I think, I think the, the, yeah, it's, it's um, I think this is a great jumping off point, right? And I think if you were to, if you were to follow the, follow the 12-week the plan here, whether you do it in, four weeks, 12 weeks, 20 weeks. Um, I think that would, I think it would make you aware of where the gaps are in your prepare, in your preps, in your, in your preparation and would give you a starting point to go, you know, now that I've got this, I should probably add that. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, Dave brings up a really good point here. It says prepare for a week, like the two weeks COVID was going to last if we flatten the curve. Um, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Just like we, we mentioned before the show, if you take the person of average intelligence and then you realize that half the population is dumber than that, um, I don't think they want to panic people. So if they said, guys, you need to just hunker down and prepare for a year's worth of shit coming down the road, most people would panic and they don't want that. And they also don't want to come off as like 
you know, an inflammatory but, histrionics and everything else. So I think they're just trying to like, you know, kind of stick the tip in, see how it feels on the on the preparedness <laughs> thing, and kind of get like, introduced to it. You know what I mean? Sorry, dip the toe in the pool. Is that better? It's <laughs> a much better analogy. <laughs> but so let's say let's say the government told you like, hey, you're shit out of luck. You need to like bunker down for a year. Could you imagine the toilet paper craze that well, would cause? Oh, toilet paper COVID would be the least of our problems. To, but talk about no, the no, two-week but... thing, right? Like, as soon as COVID became a thing, like you mentioned, like, stampede and, like, fights over toilet paper, and that was just the beginning. And that, that kind of died an early death after about a week. And people was like, oh, yeah, that was crazy. We'll never do that again. And then, uh, you know, all sorts of other silliness happened. But <laughs> here I mean, we are. Like, yeah, here we are. But, I mean, like, I would bet even money that the minute they actually said that we really think you should prepare for a month, they'd be like, yeah. Most people would be like, why, why are you saying that? Like, what do you know that we don't? And yeah, it would just go downhill fast. So I think so, they're I actually mean, being fairly sensible. If you do simple math at that point, so COVID, I mean, we're we're two, almost two years or three years, two or three. Pushing, pushing well, three. We've, pa- we've passed the third anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, you know, well, so, okay, let's just go declare pandemic in, you know, Canada. We're almost coming up to a third. So if that was a two-week prep for two weeks, and we're almost at three years, and they said plan for a month, so we're talking like six, seven years. Well, it's a that would be that would be a multiple of four. So then we'd be up to like almost twelve years. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, you can raise a kid. <laughs> that amount um, of time. One of, one of the things I like about this document is it says, like under food storage, it says decide how you're going to prepare your food during a power outage. <laughs> Store your food in three meal, one day units, right? So I can grab that one thing and open that one thing, and that's a day's worth of food, as opposed to yep. having open containers in places where I can't refrigerate them. Um, this one, you know, I'm expecting this thing to last me for three weeks, but it goes bad in two days. Now I'm, now I'm SOL. So I, th- I think that's a really good. Uh, I, I really like that tip. I think it makes really good sense. Yeah. Um, buy stuff that you like that your family will eat. If you don't eat it, don't buy it. Like that's a, that's just you know. I think we've you know we've been preaching that for two years, two and a half years, and and so, more in the podcast. But but it's it's refreshing to see that in something that's widely distributed. I will I will even go on a little well not even side thing but like. Uh, Pre-COVID, right before we knew COVID was going bad, right? We had some extra funds come in, and we were like, okay, let's go get stuff, right? Hey, applesauce, cans, like everything. And here we are looking at, I won't say everything, but I would say, you know, 30 to 40% of what we bought. And I'm like, well, that was fucking pointless. We don't eat this. So, Yeah. yeah, like, you know, like, hey. You know, I'm, I mean, so part of it is my daughter was like, hey, do you like applesauce? Yeah. And then like a week later, like, I don't like applesauce. So it's like well, then <laughs> nobody else does. Right. Yeah. But, you know, but also like a, a bunch of stuff that we were like, hey, we would anticipate actually picking this up or eating it or whatever. And it's like two years later, like or a year later or six months later, just be like, you know, even though it was only like, you know, the cheap stuff, whatever, you know, it's just like there is seven dollars. You know, that would have been good for a long time, but that has gone to waste. So it's like you do yep. that $7 or even the $2 here, or there, or whatever, at the end of the year, you know, 
that could be an abundance of supplies that you will actually use. So, I mean, even though, I mean, I haven't been on the podcast for that long, but I mean, I grew up where like my mom has a pantry downstairs. Like, I think it's only been maybe a year that my mom stopped buying me food, even though like all five kids, well, four of the kids don't live at home. Like mom was like, oh, this is on sale here. And like, I would leave with like a trunk full of food. Like we always grew up with like what's on sale, what does everybody eat was always purchased. And I mean, we even ended up doing that, you know, like, hey, it's a good price. Like someone will eat it. And then come to the realization, nobody's eating this. That was a way. <laughs> it's, but it's it, more it, difficult it could when also... you have a smaller when you have a smaller family too, right? Like when yeah. you've got yeah. I, I'm guessing you had if you if you're saying you had five you know, you had four siblings, there were five kids in the house yeah. and, and you've we're got a couple seven. of parents and you've got, you know, that you know, there might be aunts and uncles that come by on a regular basis, then uh, you've probably got a more diverse a more diverse palette yeah. overall and, and whatever's on sale, somebody's gonna eat it. But no, when so it's we also three of I also four, grew up I also grew up in the house where it was like this is what's for supper. If you don't want supper, you're going hungry. Oh yeah, there's yeah. there's there's take it, leave it, or make a reservation. Yeah, else. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Darius actually so. points out uh, who should be on the show, but he's not. Uh, the amount of people who buy MREs and having never eaten, eaten an MRE, which is true. Like you could say, stack six cases of MREs, but if you hate them, turns out. And so, and I, I think we've talked about this before, right? Like one, yeah. MREs do not taste good. Yeah. Like they're they're not they're not good. They're 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 some they're of them are palatable, you, really. and and yeah, item two is like you, most people can survive, you know, two or three days on them, and they're okay. But beyond that, like things start things start impacting and compacting, and and life is not pleasant. Um, so there, there's a bunch of stuff added to MREs. So I I I've always learned them as IMPs. So yeah. when I did cadets, when I was a kid, right, individual meal packages. Individual they meal packages, literally... meal ready to eat, same concept, different yeah. different labeling. Yep. Different yeah. country. So, it, it, yeah, pretty much one's American, one's Canadian type thing, right? So everybody obviously just follows the states. But, like, I did weekend exercises, week exercises in the field where it was like, here's your, you know, bag this big for breakfast, lunch, and supper. And it's like, whatever was in it, like, yeah, you traded with everything and then blah, blah, blah. But it was also like, when I ate those for a weekend, like, they're literally designed to not make you go to the bathroom as often as your natural cycle for the well, sit down. One, that keeps part. you full longer, and two, operationally, that's more advantageous. Ab absolutely. Like, I don't want to be hugging a tree, you know, four times a day. Down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Now, yeah. Right. So, I mean, so if you want to do a month of that, like, okay, it keeps you fuller and everything. But I'm like, if you're gonna do it for a very extended period of time, I'm sure that would no. have other medical effects and everything. But I'm like, yeah, I mean, just throw a crap load of salt and pepper, and I'm like, probably make it taste pretty good. But yeah, it's not a substantial long-term thing. I would say, I, me personally, I would never buy more than a week. No. Of, no, I, I have I I keep, I keep a couple whatever. in I keep a couple in my yep. in my emergency bag that goes in my car just because it's a lot of calories. It's very short term. The idea is when that half hour commute turns into an eight hour problem, I get really grumpy when I'm hungry. So I've got a solution, and it's not something that I'm going to go to just because I'm bored. 
is something I have yeah. to really like. I really have to like. Yeah. I have nothing. I have no other choice, and I'm going to be, or I'm going to go hungry. Um, so that is like. That's why I keep those, but that's but that's the only like that's the only reason. Those yeah. are not like they're not good. They don't taste good. No, they, they don't do good things for you. I mean, we we could we could have a debate on which one actually tastes nice and not. But I mean, even then, they're not cost effective. Oh no! Like they no, they're, they they're, are they're not, not cheap. This is it's it's so MREs they have their place, but overall they are a bad idea. Don't rely on those. I yeah. think that's the that's no, the takeaway. Do not. Yeah, this could be a record for the longest squirrel moment I think we've ever had. <laughs> we could carry on, but I'm going to refrain. <laughs> Listen, we talked for a full hour about pants. I don't think anything. Uh, Saran wrap, I believe, was our best one. So I think Saran wrap was a really good. We did a whole episode on Saran wrap too. Yeah, uh, um, like when I when I was in cadets, I had an IMP that was as old as I am, and the Canadian version of the MREs, you will not. Out of all options to not have, if you can get the Hungarian goulash for lunch, hands down would trade. I would have a garage full of those, as well as the sausage and potatoes for breakfast. Oh, <laughs> throw some salt and pepper in that thing, like that. Oh, buddy, we could talk for hours about how good that tastes. Hot, I guess hot sauce is your friend too at that point, but no, <laughs> no, no hot sauce on either one of those. Salt, pepper, that's it. You do not need to add anything. They actually taste good. So one of the things I really appreciate about this list, going going back to our actual topic here, um, okay, they talk about how it how important it is to have heat, and uh, like in in Alaska, um, it says, and I quote, "Choose a generator based on your family's minimum needs during an emergency. It is important in Alaska to have emergency heat source for your family, and also the sky is blue, water makes things wet, the sun rises in the east and sets in the west." I'm trying to think of a place in Canada. I'm trying to think of a place in Canada, no shit, that actually doesn't need heat in wintertime. Like uh, everywhere, like applies to us too. <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know. so if if it applies here in southern Ontario, it's even significantly more so in Alaska. Um, and but like the first the first point of this is never run a generator indoors. And it, I mean, I, it's been a while. It's been a few episodes since I've been on, but I'll I'll say it again now. You don't run a generator indoors because carbon monoxide is bad. It will kill you. Run it outside. Make sure you have a battery-powered CO alarm. So, but if you uh, have the CO generator alarm, can you run it inside? I mean, <laughs> listen. I'm not saying you can't run a generator <laughs> indoors. I'm saying if you do and you don't have adequate ventilation, it will kill you quickly and quietly. Uh, but if your CO uh, alarm works, it'll let you know before you die, right? Yeah, that the being gets like, annoying. You just have to rip the batteries out and gives yeah. you a headache anyway, right? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what's giving you the headache. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so it also the the list also breaks down, which is nice. That for they they said you'd have like a main kit. They don't really go into what you go with the main kit per se, but I'm assuming everything. They, they also mentioned a vehicle kit versus a go kit. Yep. Um, which is good. Uh, they also don't actually tell you what to buy. Like we were talking about uh, MREs and IMPs. It just says general meal guidelines. It just says you need like X number of meals. It doesn't actually go into specific saying oatmeal or pasta or whatever, which is kind of good too. So it makes it, uh, I guess, more um, approachable from the common man perspective or whatever. It, it also means that you have to take a little bit of personal responsibility for your ownership, which actually I yeah. really appreciate. I genuinely appreciate that this is not this is both not sponsored by companies that want to sell you things, and nope. 
it requires you to put a little bit of your own effort into it. It doesn't just tell yeah. you step by step, dollar by dollar, what to do, yeah. what to spend, what to buy. Yeah. Um, it's actually really, like, really good on that. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that, like, like for example, like, cause I go for like a week by week, uh, blow by blow here, but I just kind of laugh. Like, week one satisfies at least two of our panelists right off the bat because yeah. you mentioned a first aid kit. So, Alan yep. and, and then the can opener. <laughs> it literally mentions a head off your can opener. Yeah, I was like, oh, it, it, wow. 100% like, does. Did, I did saw Brad, that and I, I kind of giggled. Yeah, I was like, did Brad like help author this one or what's going on? But uh, and yeah, the, the large toad or the trash can or whatever to put it all in. I mean, yeah, that's kind of goes, uh, it falls under the gray man thing. It falls under the storage thing. How to inventory stuff. It all, it works for everything, right? So yeah, I mentioned this water and food and everything else, but yeah, uh, talk about your bare bones basics, right? Like, open the can, yep. and then when you cut your finger on the lid, you got the first aid kit. Absolutely, yep. and some water, and some and some water to clean it up with. That's right. Uh, yep. Week week two also makes Alan happy because duct tape, duct tape, duct tape. <laughs> and there's, then it, there's not a thing. So fun fact: tonight I actually started the charcoal barbecue with duct tape and uh, and, and and a match. Yeah, there you go. And, just, uh, just took like about four feet of duct tape, kind of crumpled it up loosely, and then touched a match to it. Started up the charcoal perfectly. Plastic sheeting they mentioned, which of course we've mentioned in episodes talking about indoor heating. We've talked about radiation using plastic sheeting for utility knives. Bodies, it. yeah, disposing bodies. You know, clean rooms, so to speak, yep, yep. extra style. Um, <laughs> which I also comes to play with you, yeah, with utility knife. It also comes to the play when you're collecting samples off the cheek. You know, <laughs> D- um, duct tape. Pl- so, so okay. I challenge everyone to go on week two of this by duct tape, plastic sheeting, a utility knife, a backpack, and some food all at once <laughs> from the same vendor. I will send you see the how far to the parking lot you get before the police pull you over. Yeah. I will send you a receipt tomorrow. I yeah. can easily get all that. Tomorrow. It'd be like what? What? Yeah. A so giant no, box of MREs, right? Plastic sheeting, duct tape, backpack, and a knife. I can make that. Uh, yeah, a utility oh, knife, like. a gallon of water. So, and actually, that would be that would be fun because it would be really, really different if you did that at Walmart versus Home Depot. If you did that at Home Depot, nobody would bat an eye. You're just insulating a house. You do that at home at, at Walmart, and things get really different. Yeah, I mean, you can mention waterboarding somebody too. Maybe that might as a joke and but see it, what the reaction uh, is. So, so nobody will bat an eyelash because I'll go on a little side tangent because you send Walmart. I went Walmart midday, right? Grab a bunch of stuff. Me and Mel, we had some time. Hey, let's go do this, go do that. We were picking up like our can supplies, some bags of rice and everything. And, you know, midday, 11 o'clock, we had to use a self-checkout because God forbid they would have someone that would do all this for you. So I'm standing there cursing, swearing, like scanning stuff and like throwing it in. And I'm just like, there better be a fucking employee discount and all that shit, right? So I mean... (laughs) Depending on the time of day and which store you go to, nobody would bat an eyelash because you're your own cashier at this point. Nobody would know. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, after all, like, you know, three half to three quarters of a cart full, um, you know, Mel's like, did we scan everything? I was like, I don't know. I didn't go through the process of, you know, how to be a cashier and everything. So I'm just hoping <laughs> I enough. get invited to the um, to the employee party. <laughs> Dave uh, the beach and Drano, but uh, that's coming. We're, we're getting there. That, it it yeah. is. 
Yeah, uh, week three, uh, flashlight, so you can uh, you know go dig uh, dig the holes in the in the dark type of thing. Um, extra batteries for the flashlights, which is also good. And make sure make sure you get the same batteries for the stuff that you need. Like, uh, it, it should go without saying, but again, you know, we were talking about fifty percent. We were talking about we were talking about that fifty percent average, right? So, so for whatever it is that you need batteries for, make sure you have the right size batteries. It, it would really suck to, you know, get a really good deal on four hundred AA batteries and you discover that all of your tools are AAA. Um, but that, that you could just you, with your cane opener, you can just shave them down. Just shave them down, <laughs> yeah. And and don't rely on hand cranks to charge stuff up because you know they tend not to work. But <laughs> yeah, the uh, also yeah, like because I think for this type of kit, you're not really trying to go long term. You're just trying to go short term. So just extra batteries yeah. is just yeah. a lot less hassle than yeah, a pack, a, yeah, a pack of extra batteries, um, antibacterial slope, soap, and a sleeping bag or pad. Um, I am it, not a small person by most measures, um, so. Make sure you're buying something that's going to fit you that you're going to like. Go to whatever it is that is your local dealer, whether it's a mech or a sale or a Canadian Tire. Don't be afraid to take the sleeping bag out of the out of the thing and like out of its stuff sack and roll it out and get into it. Right? Like it's oh, Frontier Firearms currently selling for eighty nine bucks. I think it is a down sleeping bag uh, uh, surplus. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, it's worth a, worth a gander if people want so to the, Google the, that one. And so the challenge with down is that once it gets wet, it's very difficult to dry out. Yeah. Um, but with uh, but Awfully besides that, yeah. yeah, it's, you know, for, for 89 bucks, it's really hard to go wrong with that, even if it's something that you can only use a couple of times, and then it gets wet and it gets really uncomfortable after that. But um, a sleeping bag and a pad to keep you off the ground, right? Yeah. Um, that's, you know, it's, it's, again, little things that, it, that are really easy to forget if you don't... Um, if you're not paying attention to it. Well, they mentioned that, you know, you don't have to go out and buy this stuff. You can always just collect it around from around the house. And most people have a sleeping bag of sorts. They can always improve upon it later. But if yep, they have absolutely. handy, yeah. that's good. So and and also just could mention, right? Like don't be shy to go into somewhere like Alan mentioned and say, Hey, do I fit in the sleeping bag? Yeah. Um, if you don't want to spend three hundred dollars on a sleeping bag because, you know, mountain equipment co op sale are the only places or Cabela's are the only places that have it. Look up online. Most of them have stats or measurements or whatever that I'm like, you could probably pick up a cheaper one, you know, off Amazon because, you know, they have the dimensions of like the package as well as like what the full size is. So it may not be top quality, but something that can get you out of a jam without breaking the bank for most people can be a huge lifesaver, right? Like, Absolutely. there's been many times where, like, you know, someone in the house that is of similar age and different gender has ordered something and been like, well, it looks smaller than the picture. I'm like, yeah, but the picture will give you reference, right? But I'm like, everywhere, somewhere, there is a measurement, right? It'll tell you it's, you know, whether it's 100 centimeters long or 10 centimeters long, right? So if you go in somewhere where you're like, okay, this is a sleeping bag that fits me, you can look up those measurements. And then you can go yep. on Amazon as, at least as a temporary or, you know, find save up and buy that $300 one. But if it's something you're going to use four times over the next 10 years, you know, it's kind of hard to justify that. But if you can find something with similar measurements and, you know, all those things, right, that's key. Look up what works for you. Like, 
you don't buy shoes blank just being like well it looks like it's gonna fit my foot right well it's, it's like we talked about half the uh, half the people uh, of earth you know we'll look at that picture online and, and see if they made this big and they'll be like what is this sleeping bag for ants like what the hell anyway so week four uh, i thought was a really good one um a tube like tube of toothpaste extra toothbrush really important but over-the-counter medication, again, something that's often overlooked. Make sure you've got painkillers. Make sure you've got um, the Peptos and the cold and flu meds, right? The stuff that's going to keep you out of the hospital, um, right? Because those, those, we can if we can keep things to minor inconvenience or we can do the symptom relief so that it, it goes from unbearable to I can suffer through this until I get better, um, yeah. that's going to keep you out of the hospital. That's going to keep you from from needing outside resources. Um, so that's a really good thing to uh, really good thing to keep on uh, on hand and make sure you don't run out of that stuff. Um, so, that was another thing I did this weekend. I was I was in uh, in the local the local drugstore looking for something else and happened to walk up the cold and flu aisle. And despite the fact that it's mostly empty, there was some daytime, some nighttime, some lozenges that were in stock. So I grabbed one of each. I don't need it right now, but I anticipate that I'm going to at some point over the next year. So I might as well stock up on it while it's available before it becomes a big problem as winter carries on. I, I did the same. I picked up whiskey. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. Never a bad idea. It's not the really. same. I'm just saying, which is readily, <laughs> easily available in comparison to most painkillers. Yes, there you go. Or well, medic. Uh, put a stick in your mouth and you just like bear down. Yeah. And, you know. yeah. Or you, you, can, you can take a piece of a piece of the heavy cord that you're going to buy in week five, and you can bite down on that. Um, lighter and what if you're back. in between week four and week five? What do you do? Well, you're always in one of the two. Uh, right. <laughs> leather, leather belt. Uh, they're they're all more whiskey. Spots. More whiskey. There you are. Yeah, next uh, few shots. Wait for them to pass out. You're good. Yeah, you can do what exactly. you need. Um, so some heavy cord, right? Some good, some good quality rope. If you can't find a hundred things to do with good, with good heavy rope, then uh, frankly, this isn't the place that you should be spending your time. Um, lighter and waterproof matches. Um, you can buy waterproof matches, which are ridiculously expensive. You can also make your own, and I actually put a link in the show notes. Um, I found the uh, I found the guy that had the biggest beard, the craziest camo, and I thought he looked like the most redneck uh, of all the previews that I saw, and I, I put his link in there to. Um, um, or his uh, the link to his video in there for for making waterproof matches, which is basically just dipping the dipping the heads in um, um, in wax and then kind of shaping it so that there's not too much wax. A um, couple yeah. of extra pens and notepads. Um, I would say instead of pens, um, pencils. Uh, pencils, right? Because pens are pens don't work terribly well in the cold, and they don't and they uh, they the, the ink runs if the paper gets wet. Whereas pencil, yeah. uh, unless you're getting it right in the rain. Pen and a like a space like a right in the rain pen and paper, um, yeah. The pencil will uh, will last much better on the uh, on the paper should it should it happen to get wet. Yeah. Uh, week six body wash and shampoo roll of toilet paper personal hygiene wipes like wet ones right. So those things you know we're, we're, we we did an entire episode at least one episode on on personal hygiene and what happens. Yeah. You know that's that's where that's where you know dysentery and scurvy and uh, diphtheria and all kinds of uh, all kinds of other diseases come from. So that's uh, a really important thing to pay attention to. Um, don't rely on your water working right. If you don't have any heat in your house, then expect your pipes to freeze. And if your pipes freeze, then you can't flush your toilet. So have a have a plan for that. Well, I mean, cause just you know, call three one one. Yeah, exactly. 
for the, the sake of a few BZK wipes, I mean, you can also save some anger between uh, roommates of the, the small room that you're probably hunkering down in if things go sideways because you don't want to sit there and stink each other out of the place. Which yeah, is- well, and I mean, I, you know, I, I keep, I keep you know, baby wipes, right? Baby wipes do the yeah. same thing, and they're oh. way cheaper. Um, again, as but long as they go, don't freeze. Go to Costco. Go to Costco and buy those, like, Kirkland baby wipes. Yeah. Like yeah. me and Mel will go hunting for a week, right? Like we'll do a uh, spring bear hunt normally in the fall deer hunt and bear hunt. Um, and yeah, like we'll just bring like six wipes of six packs of those. And I'm like, yeah, they're not like the cleanliest or best shower, but I'm like, especially in the spring, right? Where it's like kind of chilly in the morning, but like plus 26 in the afternoon, like yeah. just come coming back and like just being able to wipe kind of like rim off you will make yep. a huge difference on how you feel and how you absolutely sleep. and, and, and yeah, if, it's... if you're at week six baby wipes will help you because it's been that that long that you know you got to keep that shit fresh yep absolutely <laughs> oh uh joey uh joey antone has a question here as a me there's a shortage on different sized rifle cartridges are you talking about in this list or are you talking about in general well, uh, we haven't mentioned any rifle cartridges on this list, but just in general, yeah, good luck. Yeah, but I, mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's I think it's not just you. I um I also think it's a really non-specific question, but it's not just you. Yeah, uh, Joey and Aaron uh, both uh, actually I think that's their first comment for the the podcast, which is kind of cool. Uh, Aaron mentions that he has uh, four backup sources of heat in the Caribou's. Uh, two is one. Two is one. One is none. Four is almost enough. Almost. Right. What's next? Uh, where are we? We are into week seven. Uh, water yeah. purification system. Um, life straws. The the champion of the oh, universe. No, come on now. <laughs> He's not even here. I know. I mean, <laughs> listen. I mean, I tell you. I just. I just. Let's get another one. See. Uh, Sawyer. S- Sawyer mini. Um, a Berkey home yeah. whole home system. Uh, whatever it may be. Right. A water purification system. Um, it, it up up earlier in the list it tells you it, it gives you an option of like uh i think it's like 16 drops of bleach to a yeah. gallon of water or something yeah um they if you're gonna if that's if that's your plan just remember that bleach does lose its efficiency over time it loses effectiveness so um make sure that you're rotating your bleach through your uh through your, your store you're not just storing the same the same gallon is, of bleach is, is that because bleach is normally white sorry Are we sorry go ahead beer is that because bleach is normally white? That over time it. Oh come on now. Um, <laughs> so, or we can refer ourselves back to Hughes's uh, famous video where we just uh, store a pool shock and turn it into bleach as required. But yes. uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, no. For the sake of the size of a Sawyer, I mean, how can you go wrong? Oh yeah. like, half the size of a life straw. Just saying, it's pint size, just like me. <laughs> You'll never. It, make, it makes your hands look normal. That's right. <laughs> You'll never hear huge, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but it also it, the week seven also mentions um, baby care items, so that's another you know go with those personal hygiene wipes. You can stock up on uh, yeah. a good idea to stock up on uh, baby wipes, um, baby cr- like um, cream for uh, diaper rash. Right, if you're not showering regularly, that that applies for both yeah. uh, both adults and babies, and feminine products if if needed. Um, <laughs> there's you know the, for all the for all the flack we give uh putting tampons in your emergency kit right if you're using them for fire starting they're actually really effective 
don't like don't plan on them as a first aid item uh, and that's kind of where that whole joke started in, in way way yeah. back in the day but, but um, i mean they're not a, they're not a good first aid item um but they're great they're a great fire starter so it's something that and, you, a fa- gives you a well, and a family harmony item too yes absolutely um family harmony well, yeah if somebody happy life, happy life. don't have one you know it's Oh, okay, that that's what you meant by that. I was like, yeah. is there like this weird ceremony where you like? Okay, no, just saying if okay. like if you want to keep people happy, it's generally good to be well well stocked in certain items. So yeah, and, and I mean they would be fantastic for a random nosebleed where you're not using your gauze that would be used yep, for something absolutely. else. Yeah. Right? Like, nosebleed as, as a nosebleed, first aid item. Yes, gunshots. Yeah. No. Let, no, let's just clear that right. up right now. Yeah, they belong right. in your not emergency kit, aid. just not in your first aid kit. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, you got a nosebleed? Okay, yeah, it's weird, but poof, you're done. Whatever. Yep. And, like, leave that in there. But, yeah, like, not a gunshot wound, a stab no, we're not, wound. We're not talking gunshots. We're not talking you. deep injuries. We're talking, yeah. we're talking about, like, superficial wounds. That's what it's designed yeah. for. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> week eight, before we go on to that, the weather radio, so a battery or crank-powered, uh, or ideally both. Just make sure it's not a crank that doesn't work, like Ian's. The one that yeah. Ian got? Yeah. Um, but that being said, the one thing they don't really touch on is instead of getting a dedicated weather radio, uh, if you have a USB charging system for your uh, UV5R, your Baofeng, or your Fang, as uh, certain YouTubers call it, um, they all tune up the weather radio stations. So if you have yep. uh, a means of communication and the weather radio, radio built in, it's kind of nice too. Um, so Absolutely. UV, UV5Rs, I mean, they're good for technically a flashlight, a weather radio, comms, and... Uh, I mean, like actual yeah, radio because you can and actually, switch it to FM. Yeah, you can. You can actually. Yeah, you can actually receive FM. Absolutely. FM. Yeah. yeah. So it's AM actually FM broadcast. Yeah. That's why they always wondering why it's so popular with preppers. It's like, well, that's kind of why it's it like, does it's, a whole lot of things. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It actually does more so and than even the average ham radio. Crazy expensive. No, and they're, they're not crazy they're, expensive, right? They're nope. fairly reasonable. Fairly reasonable. I mean, the we, batteries last forever. They're easy to charge. They're easy to come by. Um, we have four of them. So we have four of them. We got four of the regular batteries. We've bought in two of the adapters that put you put six double A's in it, and they probably yep. last a crazy amount times longer. I'm like, and I mean, and then if you get rechargeable batteries in the solar system, then you're you've got yourself right. You've you've got a I just need the batteries. Continuous, I got the continuous forward, refreshing right? system. Like, yep. Yeah. Well, even because so. like so the USB like I have one of those power packs I made up for the uh, the solar panel there and like uh, you can buy on AliExpress the USB powered Baofeng chargers. So they like, have yeah, but we're also talking about the same company that you're talking about that hand crank where it doesn't. But work. they yeah. work. They actually work though. So that's okay. Good. Okay. I, I did test my gear, <laughs> so to speak. So. <laughs> Anyway. Um, one, one, one big thing here in week eight, extra eyeglasses or contacts, right? An extra pair of glasses. Um, even if they're not your prescription, if it's close, right, it's better than nothing. I don't know about, well, I wear glasses. I don't know what you guys, but, um, yeah. I wear glasses most of the time. And like my head, like my eyes start to hurt. My head starts to ache if I'm not wearing my glasses for too long. So even if I'm not like, it's fairly mild prescription. Um, but even if, you know, even if I had, you know, and I have, you know, I have three or four pairs here that I that are all you know they're all designed for me. But um, even if they're not exactly right, they are better than nothing, and they will prolong your prolong your availability. Um, well, it also mentions extra blankets and clothes. Yeah, pair of cheaters from uh, the dollar store for you know, yeah, sake of a couple bucks. It's like extra glasses. Like you're one footstep away from being 
in a disaster zone if you if you step on your glasses by accident or whatever. So yeah, yeah. Yep. Or say you you need a prescription upgrade every year or two years or whatever, keeping that spare backup that might not be perfect for you. Yeah, but even if it was, yeah, even if it was last year's last year's prescription, it's close enough that it'll it'll yeah. get you it'll get you closer to you, you can work and, uh, through it. Yeah, yeah, you can you can live with it. Yep. Uh, and then extra blankets and clothes. Like, there's no such thing as having too many blankets. Um, they do take up a little bit of space, but um, worth their weight in gold. I mean, just you know, just last night we were out on our night exercise, um, and my darling wife, who for you know, as as fantastic as she is at every as, as at so many things, um, not great at layering to keep herself warm. So it was just like, hey, you know, the truck's right over there. Grab a blanket. We were standing, you know, we were standing around in a group doing our debrief after the exercise, and she was shivering. I'm like, here's a blanket, just. You know, there's ne- there's never there's no such thing as too many blankets. Um, no. With extra clothes, I would say make sure you're sizing up a little bit so that you can layer. And uh, that's you know that's pretty much that. Um, with ki- if you have kids that are growing like mine, um, you're going to uh, you're going to be doing that rotation a little bit more frequently. Um, but just you know a few extra a few extra changes of clothes, a couple extra hoodies, whatever. Um, they're pretty cheap to come by. Most of the time, um, I would say if you're if you're buying things specifically to put away for warmth, then go go thrifting, go check out your local Goodwill or whatever. And um, yeah, Goodwill for wool, wool blankets for sure from the Goodwill, and then also yep. go to the surplus store. And if you don't mind being a fashion nightmare, you can get the Air Force blue or the uh, the bright orange or stuff that's like usually Gore-Tex uh, parkas yep. for like fifteen bucks and stuff. Because yeah. the, if they're not tactical OD green. It's shocking how cheap they will be. So, like, I mean, for emergencies, if it's a Gore-Tex setup, yeah, you might as well do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. Also, Mel mentioned on the uh, YouTube's chat, vacuum seal things. So we have done that. We have a vacuum sealer oh, yeah. where, you know, we have taken it. items that, you know, are kind of bulky, but I'm like, it's mostly air where I'm like, we made our own bag and, like, vacuum sealed it. And I'm like, Wow, this is a third of the size of what it originally was. Mm-hmm. So well, and like most most of insulation is air gap, right? The the yeah, better the so, air gap, the better the insulation. So that makes really good sense. So if it's not something you're going to use, right? You can most you can buy like a roll of stuff so that you can make your own bag to put something in, vacuum seal yep. it, and like sure. if this is your stowaway stuff that you're not going to use, you know, every once a week, like obviously don't waste uh, vacuum seal bags for that. But if it's something that's strictly there for emergency purposes, like yeah, 100% vacuum seal it, throw it. You can put you know three bins into one if you vacuum seal, depending on what you're using. Yep, and everything, well, and yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, because you don't care how big it is once you open it up, but in the meantime, it's nice to have that all in one tote. Yeah. So. Yeah, suck it, suck it no. tight for sure. That's what she said. Yeah, I was gonna waiting for it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> cooking system for week nine. So uh, hey, the, go to the Coughlin section in the camping aisle and then Cabela's or whatever, and spend your six dollars on your uh, your fuel tablet stove, or you can uh, yep. go from there with the MSR pocket rocket or something like that. I mean, anything that attaches to a one pound propane tank or something, you know, they are relatively cheap. And if you already have. Yep. You know, with the one pounders for camping use, well, then it's kind of a dual purpose thing. Um, and even at that point, if you're going to have it for your house products, it's almost easier to find. It's almost cheaper to find something that hooks up to a one pound propane tank compared to a 20 pound mm-hmm. and buying the adapter line that'll go from a 20 pound to a one pound hookup. 
Yeah, the adapter lines are like thirty bucks, but worth it. Like I use it camping all the time to go oh, from the twenty 100%. pounder to twenty pounder to the Coleman stove. Um, yep. So it saves you. Like I can refill the one pounders allegedly, but uh, yeah, it, rather than going through the one pounders, you can just uh, yeah use the twenties. And you know, but have some one pounders in case you got to go. You can have you know two three of those, which will do many meals compared to having to log around a full twenty pounder of propane propane tank. This is also a good time to talk about twig stove, right? Like I can, you know, oh, the, little, the Kelly kettles and stuff I like have, that. Yeah, I've got, I have a little, I've got a little step up t- twig stove. I've got a, a big thing yep. of uh, fuel pellets for it. Um, I can also just shovel in whatever uh, um, whatever dryish wood that I can find. I mean, I can boil a yep. boil my little kettle of water in a couple of minutes with that. The BioLite, I've been I've been tinkering with that. I got one of those for a Christmas gift a couple of years ago, and I didn't realize oh, yeah? it actually has an onboard battery as well. So yeah, you can kind of use the yeah. heat to charge the battery and then charge things later, which is oh. kind of cool. Yeah. Mel, Mel wants one. Like, 100%. It's been like a year and a half we've been talking about it, and I'm like, uh, I want to look up more into it, but also going off um, secondary fuel or whatever. Um, uh, what are they called? Little gel things. They come in a oh, can. Oh, like the, like the uh, stuff you use for like Cer- fondue and sterno. stuff? Yeah, sterno. Sterno cans. Yeah, sterno cans. You can get those most places for Dirt cheap. They're not you can heavy. Make them too. Ease. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But even if you don't want to figure out how to make them, you can get them at most stores for next to nothing. That I'm like, I have literally gone bear hunting where I have one of those under a can full of molasses and brown sugar and everything. And this thing was boiling over, made a giant mess of the little like compact stove I had. I had spent like two hours cleaning it afterwards. But like, they'll go for hours that you could make easily. Warm something up, make a hot chocolate, make yourself a coffee, a tea, a little bit of heat. Probably not a crazy amount of CO two that comes out of it. That if you're in a small area, yeah, I mean, I've seen them at the dollar store. No, they too. actually burn. They actually burn really cleanly. You can uh, unless yeah. you unless you're like contained within a tent or something, CO is not going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, I know Melissa's just dying to talk about it too, but yeah, for the external cans. Coiled up cardboard, paraffin wax, tuna can, good to go. But I mean, really, for the price you can get them at, you're better off buying them. And nowadays, absolutely, uh, effort, effort versus reward. There, yep. Yeah, for yep. sure. Uh, dust mask. Can we talk about that for a second? If I mean, one if you thing want, we learned in our in our order in our order of priorities, right? You're you're three minutes without air. Yeah. Um, disasters, right? And um, disasters come in all shapes and sizes, right? If your if your home is damaged, then you may have to do some cleanup. It's good to keep dust out of your lungs. If wildfire is the risk, then it's good to keep smoke out of your lungs. And ash, um, ash, right? Everything else, right? So anything you can fil- anything you can filter out is good. Um, there are four hundred different kinds of res- of air purifying respirator on the market. Um, there's not one of us on this panel right now that would uh, that would pass a fit test. But the more the more you can put between yeah. the outside and the inside. Um, what the fuck does that mean? It means that it means that it means that your beard will not will oh, okay. not will not allow. I thought purifying. you meant physical fitness. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking no, about no, I, I, yeah, your, no. the mask. The mask fitting oh, yeah. on your face and creating a seal. There's you don't know how much Vaseline I have in this house, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea, and I still don't think you'll pass. What Mel does to you on your spare time is your business, man. Like you just <laughs> consensual. It's all good. <laughs> um, um, no, actually, it's. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say but the for more the you dust can put mask, between the outside and the, yep. 
yeah, fitness, fitness, fitness tests or fit, fitment test is one thing. But the problem is too, is that, yeah, get the paper dust mask. And all of a sudden, you know, if it's in your, your grab and go bag and it gets bent and crap, you know, whatever, it's going to be useless, right? Like they don't, they don't fit very well to begin with. So if you're going to do that, like N95 or better, ideally, like something that's actually going to be like somewhat practical and useful, the, the, but the dust mask that you might get at the dollar store are completely useless. Like you might as well just be wearing like a crochet mask at that point, but yeah. But um, but they worked for COVID, so does yeah, that, I know it's the magical fairy dust that they were yeah. imbued with. Okay. But yeah, um, uh, additional yeah. special needs like the inhaler that uh, yeah, salbutamol, right? It's uh, it's one of those things. So yeah, never hurts. Speaking of lungs, yeah. uh, bucket you, with lid. You ask, and if you ask your doctor real nice, there are usually samples kicking around that you can uh, that you can get. Oh, there you go. Uh, bucket with lid for the emergency toilet. While well, I. 100% agree with that. Make sure you get the pool noodle to go with it, so you have at least a comfortable seat. Pool noodles, some and some gar some garbage bags, and you're all set. Yeah, uh, sewing yeah. kit. Well, yeah, it's for those that know how to like stitch and mend stuff. And if you don't, it, there's a YouTube video for that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's yeah. that's one of those really valuable skills to learn. Yeah, we're actually in the midst of figuring out how to set up. So we got a sewing machine. I think it was Mel's aunt's, but it's like a family thing or whatever. Like, we have a sewing machine. And I'm like, I got no fucking clue how it works, but that's my goal is to figure out. There how is a that YouTube works. video for that. Um, yeah. I had I had my grand my, my grandma had a sewing machine from you know from the 1950s, an old Singer. Um, I learned how to use that when I was a kid. I had it for years. Um, unfortunately, it uh, it was it was destroyed in a in a, um, uh, in oh. a flood, but it was. Um, you know, it was great. Like you could, you can, you could mend anything with it. It was, it was super heavy yeah. duty. Um, I guarantee there's entire channels dedicated to how to run one of those. Absolutely, yeah. There, there's, yeah. There, there's, there's, there's a YouTube for that. Um, worth its weight in gold. Same, like you could even spin, like spin thread onto bobbins with it. Like you didn't have to buy separate bobbins. It was great. Um, yeah. So having the right threads, having the right, you know, that that's a, an invaluable skill to have. Um, knowing how to use that machine, but failing that machine, knowing how to do it by hand. Um, yeah, because you know sometimes it's not worth it's not worth getting the machine out. Sometimes you don't have power for it. It might not be worth uh, no. you know drawing the fuel in the generator for it. But you might need to do something. So, yeah. uh, one that's of the things we're not I, at week twelve yet. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but you know, dental dental floss and a big sewing needle will will get will keep most of your keep most of your kit operational uh, until you get to where you're going. Right. Um, I actually yeah. sort of backpack strap. Um, for I don't know, I think it was three or four days out, three or four days into the, into the bush. Um, my backpack strap, the the stitch, the stitching tore apart, and I sewed it back up with dental floss, and it kept me going until until we got home. Yep. Um, and so worst comes uh, worst, it smelted minty. Yes, we and it, it, yes, and it was it was pleasantly minty. So uh, <laughs> there there was also that. Yeah. Week ten. Week ten indoor heating system, something that does not burn carbon monoxide and or is well ventilated. Um, I really wish that there was a carbon monoxide detector kind of attached to that idea, um, but anytime you're burning something inside, you create you create the, the risk of CO. So as long as it's properly Te vented, te technically that's already law to have. Nah, well, I it's mean, law in Ontario to have. Yeah, but if so you have no if you have no power, right? So so some so some houses, right? Most new houses since uh, um, I want to say it was two thousand and eight. I think we were talking about that earlier in the in the group chat. Yeah, two thousand eight, two thousand twelve. I forget exactly when it was. That was made law. Um, that's here in Ontario. But um, 
now all houses are being built because they have that rule. They're being tied into the um, tied into the smoke detectors, which are all hardwired. Which means if there's no power in the house, then your smoke detectors don't work. Therefore, your CO detectors don't work. And keep in mind, like places even like with uh, the, what about ahead. the ones with the nine volt batteries? So the ones with the nine volt batteries will work just fine. Yeah, they have they have basically batteries as a backup sor- power source. Yeah. But uh, like for example, where I live, uh, there was no building code whatsoever until three years ago. That terrifies me. Try try house shopping here. Anyway, um, so yeah, compass and GPS. So I guess if you theoretically could use your phone for both of those if you have a smartphone, but obviously uh, a a proper compass would be ideal. But uh, again, whether it's a GPS or your phone or whatever, extra batteries for those or a USB charging system or a backup battery pack or something like that. The the good news is that a compass never needs a battery. a compass and a map. If you know how to use that, it, it is completely infallible yeah. as a uh, um, yep. as a navigation as a navigation tool, right? It, it it's always accurate. It, it's really hard to go yep. awry, uh, but you have I to know how to just use about it. The, I would just about to say that I was like, I would not even trust the GPS, even if you've got backup batteries or whatever. Learn how to use a compass and a map. Yep. The G- GPS the GPS is great. Yep. But yeah. uh, learning learning how to use a compass and map. Um, I happen to have. Like within arm's reach, I've got a, I've got a, a you know, a county map that, um, you know, gives me, a, you know, shows every road, every road in the county. Yep. Um, you know, I've also got provincial, I've got a provincial map in my, uh, um, in the truck. You know, one of those just in case items. Um, do I need it? Generally not. I know which, I know where I'm going. I know how to get there. Yep. But <laughs> if if you only have the funds for one, buy a compass and take a course on how to learn it. Get county maps of. The area you live in compared to buying a handheld GPS. If you've got the funds for both, do both. But out of those two options, I would say learning how to read a map and compass for the general area where if this happened, like if you travel for work, like I live in Ontario, I'm not going to worry about buying maps from here to, you know, out to Vancouver Island just in case something happens. But learning how to use map compass for your general area where you're going to be in day in day out or you know 99.9% of your time unless you're on vacation and having the funds to learn how to use that efficiently maybe not perfectly but at least efficiently over buying a GPS hands down would be my go-to. Well, and not even regular road maps. If you're going to buy maps, buy the, either the if you can't buy topographical, get the back roads map books that are actually like the useful ones. Because yeah. major highways, you won't need to figure out how to navigate. But yeah, yeah. back roads, you'll definitely like. Um, sunscreen. So yeah, I know it's kind of laughable with Alaska in wintertime, but I mean, I can't think of a place in North America where you can't get sunburned year round. Which surprisingly enough, the worst sunburn I ever got was actually in February on a mountaintop in BC, uh, whereas yeah. actually I had like bright red plus coming off yeah. my face because all the reflection off the snow. Um, so yeah, okay. sunscreen is a thing depending on the weather and where you are. And I would add to get, I would add to that sunglasses. Um, yeah. Because yeah. snow, snow blindness sucks way more. A hundred percent. Whistles. Hopefully you get those for free at a trade show. If you go to uh TACOM or something like that, everybody's got whistles floating around. If not the Fox 40 things, two or three bucks, especially in universities. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're, Generally trying to, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to make a joke, but there's just no appropriate joke for that right now. So, uh, <laughs> since when do we care about appropriate? <laughs> okay. okay, fine. Uh, yeah. 
I, I just can't right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, emergency tools for week 11. So uh, this is where it gets fun. So the wrench, pry bar. Uh, I, I would like to put a specific line in here. Go buy a foobar from Stanley. I was going to say 100%. It, it, it is by far, like far and away, the best single tool you could buy. Um, for for emergency, for emergency, emergency break-in, you need to get in somewhere. Hand or you know, your or your house has been damaged, and you need to you need to create some space. You need to yeah. whatever. Um, the the, the yeah. foobar is is worth its weight in gold. Um, really, again, you know, really good, you know, really solid list. Toys and books for the kids. Um, Things that don't get talked enough about is how much downtime there is when your normal when your normal time is interrupted. Um, if you don't have a couple of decks of cards and a few games kind of in your back pocket, um, you're going to regret that. Good books, things you know, you, you can only work so much in a day, and there are there are going to be times when you just have nothing to do, and you can putter. But if you don't have things to do, you're going to you're going to need to keep yourself entertained. Um, well, think about it. If you're in that, you know, the typical, I guess, or the stereotypical, like evacuation center, you're in a gym with like 50 other people, and you're sitting on a cot with your kids. You're just gonna get bored. Yeah, no, the kids are gonna act up, right? So you gotta like, yeah. something to keep them busy. So and yep. you have to interact with like 48 other people. Well, that's gonna be torture sucks. for you, I know. But yeah, yeah, and there's there's so many other people. But if you're in the middle of playing a game, you can ignore them effectively. And you just like, Shh, I'm in the middle of a game. Yeah, I just yeah. just would. would which is why I always have a flask of whiskey and a card. <laughs> flask of whiskey and a deck of cards. People leave you alone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but my flask of whiskey will hold a 60. Perfect. That's, that is a... More of a wine skin then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Darius says you can always carve a crib board. You know, it, interesting you say that. The, I have a crib board that my, my grandpa and I used to play on when I was a kid. And it's, you know, from the probably the early 70s. Um, but the the pegs that we use for it, you know, the the, the the pegs that came with it are long gone, and the pegs that we have are two are, are pegs that he and I, you know, carved, shaped, and finished ourselves when I was uh, I don't know, probably ten years old. So uh, if, you, yes. if you eat your neighbors, you can always get a shin bone and turn that into a cribbage board or something. And- I was also just going to say that I happen to have that, that my, my darling wife bought me a crib board a couple of years ago in uh, uh, when she was in Michigan, and it's um, it's a piece of uh, moose antler. And it's moose. uh moose. It definitely looks like an antler or a hip bone or a shoulder blade. I'm not sure. Uh, but, it's capula, it's capula. Uh, but uh yeah, but it um um yeah, like it it's it, I, I do have that and it actually sits on my mantle and it's it's quite yeah. a, it's quite a lovely piece. <laughs> All right. Uh, week twelve. Week twelve, the most important one. Buy a generator. If you can, if if you if you can, right? Obviously, like not not everyone has you know three or four hundred bucks kicking around or five hundred dollars kicking around, but um, but we do yourself a favor. Check um check out um gov in in Canada. It's, I think it's govdeals.ca, and that's where all the uh, all the surplus government equipment goes. Yeah, uh, GC so for example, yeah, GC surplus. There you go. Um, it. Like generator generators come up all the time from the military, from fire departments, whatever, right? And and you know it's an easy way for them to get rid of them. And you might you know you might have to do a little bit of maintenance to it, but um, just call Gavin and he'll help you out. It's or uh, or Pierre, but by the same token, or Pierre. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. yeah, just I'll get my parts from Gavin. 
Yeah. There you go. The, the local Kijiji, I mean, I guarantee there's something at the championship or it's like probably like, you know, a smaller one, like a thousand watts or something. And he probably just started it once, couldn't get it started again and gave up. And honestly, those are usually the best deals too. So, yeah. I mean, you don't have to pay full retail for one of those. I, I will go on a small tangent here. If you have the option, never buy a champion. If you have the option. Yeah, if it's that's the only thing you can, okay, go for it. Um, like later on down the road, you're gonna regret it. Parts, availability, service, everything is disastrous for Champion. Almost any other generator, you'll have an easier time finding parts, getting semi sort of warranty. You know, you buy it, it's just it, it's a lemon, you know, whatever. But 100% those Champion yellow things. Like, they're yellow for a reason. They're all fucking lemons. Avoid them <laughs> at all costs. Well, so, okay, I've got I've got a Champion, I've got a Honda. So the Honda, I can get parts with 10 minutes down the road. Um, yeah. No problem. Champion is, and, what, like three months? Uh, no, actually, I had to order a starter switch for the Champion. Uh, and it came from Toronto, and it was here within about two weeks. But still, in an emergency, that's useless. So, right. um, so, no, but honestly, yeah, like, the Honda is, like, literally right down the road. I can get parts, so it's pretty good that yeah. way. And probably a little bit more reliable, um, but not even just the starter, but like say we're getting into like you need a carb or you need like rings or a starter or like other than like your regular starter switch, like electrical board stuff that you could probably make most by yourself. Um, I would say avoid champion as much as you can. If that's all you can get, that's all you can afford. And you were like, you know what? you're dead set on like figuring out how to make it work go at it i'm not gonna say you need to take a you know put all this on a second credit card that you didn't have before but if you can do try and avoid uh champion generators as much as possible yeah and i would i would say when you if you if you are investing in a generator then get as many consumable as many parts as you can for it so the the rings and the cords and mm -hmm. the, the seals um things like that if there's any if there's anything that that's not um not something you can improvise yeah. a replacement for um keep a parts kit on hand a couple of spare uh spare spark plugs things like that or steal the parts from your local tim hortons yeah do, they normally do they have generax oh really yeah i didn't know that yep. yeah no like i mean yeah, the the ones out here because when the power goes out, everybody's like, "Oh, I want coffee," and like, there's you know, eight hundred cards of or eight hundred cards, sorry, at the lineup. That I'm like, "Yeah, just you know, go steal all their Generac parts, and you can build one that'll work for you." For for specific legal reasons, that is a joke, not a not a good idea. No, that's not yes. that's not advice. Obviously, this is show is for entertainment purposes <laughs> only. So we also don't plan um, eating our neighbors. So, but you know. <laughs> Anyway, uh, pet Yet. supplies. Yet. Yes. Uh, so, I have a weird question about why is that week 12 saying pet supplies leash the first thing they recommend? A backup leash. You would already have a leash, but having a spare just in case. I think what it is is because if you have, uh, like, if you have to go, you have 10 minutes notice, like, remember the Hughes uh, fire, fire uh, episode where he had, like, five, 10 minutes or less notice? And he just threw the dog in the truck and he left. But then later on, he got to the destination like, oh, leave that dog out for a pee, but I don't want him to like, sit there and bark at random people. Uh, you have a leash in there. Because sometimes it's not something you think about when you're like rushing out the door. 
Um, but you bought you bought rope on like week two. You can make your yeah, own. that's that's true. That's you true, can but... you can make your own. Yes, but uh, yeah. my dog is six pounds, and any rope that I any rope that I would tie that I would tie him to is too heavy for him to walk around with. And then also the idea you is basically... my dogs. He'll <laughs> rip the corner of your house off. <laughs> the uh, the idea is strictly like so. If you're in Alaska and you have to cross into Canada for whatever reason. Without that rabies vaccination, it creates a headache. So, yeah, just the extra ID is for the – that's what they mean by that for the dogs. And then, of course, food yeah. because, you know, pet food's easier to transport around, dry food especially, than anything else. So, And bug spray. Um, always a good idea to have bug spray. I actually have some wipes um, that I've tried a couple of times. I got them at, I want to say, Cabela's. And it's a wipe instead of a spray. Um, I used it on a couple of searches over the summer and I found them quite effective and they don't stink and they don't uh, they don't overspray and I find them like they're they're not you, you don't tend to overuse them I find I tend to over apply bug spray but those were uh, I like those a couple of wipes will do all my all my exposed uh, my exposed skin and um, kept the bugs off me um, but bug spray especially especially in Alaska and especially in uh, in weather that's not below freezing uh, yes Darius those are Ben's wipes hmm that's right. Of course, you I, think, I think it was from. Yeah, it's an, it's an orange package. I think it was from Cabela's. I don't remember exactly where I got them, but. Or you can just get the bottle of musk oil that's uh, you know like northern perfume. You just kind of dab a little bit here, run it through your hair. You I know. love I love fucking musk oil. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love that shit. I'll, yeah. I will bathe in that. Spring bear hunt sucks. Uh, oh yeah, like, like, we tend to go end of May and like oh. Again, I don't think yeah. there's any place in Canada outside of a city that doesn't require musk oil at certain points of the year, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, go for the heavy deet stuff because it's uh, it's going to save your life, and especially in the bush in the springtime. Um, it's brutal. <clears throat> okay, guys, this takes care of the 12 weeks, so I'm just going to throw in the uh, the website that this kind of came from, which was Ready Alaska, and uh, it's in the commentary there. I also uh, find it really interesting that this was published by the Department of Military and Veterans Affairs, which is a division of Homeland Security yeah. and Richard Smith, but specifically Military and Veterans Affairs. Um, yeah. I, I find I found that uh, I found that really interesting. I also find it very interesting Facebook does not like us putting that link on there. But anyways, uh, no, so they, don't, they don't care for that. No, it's uh, YouTube is like, I guess has it, but that's what it. So, uh, anything else you guys want to cover with that list? Um, that's a good start, right? Um, I had a couple of things, a couple of notes. Um, test your kit. That was my last. That was my last point. It's great to have all this stuff, um, but if you don't know how to use it, it doesn't. Uh, do you hold it? Doesn't do you Cool. Pierre, anything else? Um, yeah, do your research. Um, buy in bulk as much as you can for food. And can compared to yeah. But if you're gonna eat it, right? Like if you're planning for having you know three weeks stuck in your house, you may not be able to have uh, steak, bacon wrapped asparagus, caviar, and potatoes every day. But well, then life's know. not worth living if that's the case. I'm just saying, right? I, Depends how much you replace the whiskey with your water intake that day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously, way before this happens, if you're capable of looking into dehydrating, canning, freeze-drying, I know that's a big if because those can be whatever, but making most of these supplies, making your own MREs, IMPs, whatever you want to call them, that 
you know, shelf-stable foods. Um, as they mentioned, you know, because it's going to take 10 weeks before you get to the food or for your pets. But worst comes to worst, if you can keep them for a few weeks, you can probably make a pretty good stew with them. With your pets? Yeah, I mean, learn how to... It's, it's a good skill to have. Tenderize, tenderize the sinew material. The sinew well, fungus. if it's if it's you die or the dog dies, dog's gonna die, buddy. Oh yeah, right. So I'm just saying, right. So keep your pets <laughs> involved in all this because yeah. worst comes to worst, it will it will become a resource. I'm not condoning. I don't. I I have a rabbit and two dogs in this house, and I don't ever want to make anything with them. But if if, if you if you are point, well prepared with all the other things, that shouldn't that shouldn't come to pass. No, it, it should, but don't forget that. Because it could happen. Mm -hmm. Also, by the same time, I would, don't think I'd want to eat them if I was like throwing like flea and tick medication to them too, so or also random true. other stuff. So right. anyway, and um, two more things. Um, if you're considering buying a generator, maybe not look at a generator that will power your whole house. At least the bare essentials, um, your fridge. Whatever you've got, food storage, um, something that you can charge up battery packs or whatever. Um, you're obviously not going to be able to do, you know, hook up your internet, have tickety talk, Instagram, book faces, except for Sunday nights at nine o'clock. Um, keep it for just the essentials. Keep every, you know, your long-term stove forage, um, games, books, family activities. Um, whether it's stuff with um, <clears throat> your kids knitting, um, if you can teach, depending on you know most kids that past the age of six, seven, eight, really start comprehending, where you can teach them how to make a blanket. If they've got no TV and they've got nothing to do, they will make blankets for everybody because it keeps them going. It's a very cheap activity. Understanding how that simple concept goes can go a long way for, uh, you know, keeping the family and everybody kind of sane. But, uh, yeah. Or you can teach them to dig tire traps for reasons. That too. But also, <laughs> um, actually, so we were supposed to get a really crazy storm the other day where we were like, I'm worried about the power. But Mel was on last week and she wanted, she bought me as a prank joke thing because I started on the other CPP and... She bought me those weird light things that you can hook your phone up for, like, people that do a bunch of videos or whatever. And I'm like, well, we have those. They're USB port. We have a bunch of battery packs. So we brought them upstairs. And I'm like, hook it up to a battery pack, and you can kind of angle the light up. And I'm like, it could be pitch black and, like, light up the whole house without, like, really affecting your nightlight and everything. And I was like, runs off everything. So looking up uh, backup stuff for that, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, podcast challenge time. Alan. Pierre, how was sorry. podcast challenge? Oh, sorry. I was just <laughs> coughing. <clears throat> uh, if you're starting out, follow this state, follow this guide and easily build up a solid foundation. If you're well into prepping, see what items are missing and what you can expand on. Awesome sauce. Um, upcoming events. We, we've got the Sporting Clubs of Niagara Gun Show. I uh, didn't know where else to look right now. So December 9th, 6 to 9 p.m. at the Meriton Community Center. Uh, link will be in the show notes. Uh, deal of the week. Well, uh, 
a large poly storage container slash ammo crate is on it. Uh, Princess Hutto, forty percent off. Uh, if you guys know what the size of the uh, the SKS ammo crates, the the old wooden ones, it's uh, kind of like a plastic copy of those uh, on sale for fourteen dollars and eighty eight cents right now, which is awesome. Well, I know where I'm going after work tomorrow. Yeah, so I'll throw the link in the uh, the chat there as well because it's actually it's a really good deal. Uh, they sell the same thing at Cabela's for like double that. Yeah. So you guys have any uh, shoutouts or anything? No, I don't like if people have to show them. Um, I've got a quick shout out. Um, Jeff, that did not make it on tonight. Um, a little while ago, I was down in the butthole of Ontario slash Canada, and uh, he asked me to pick something up. And I guess he knew better to try and offer me saying thank you and give me something. So he convinced Brad that lives just around the corner from where I am to bring over a little bottle of whiskey to say thank you because he knew I wouldn't accept it. So uh, it's much appreciated. Thank you. Good, good teamwork there. Uh, uh, Thanks to Mirko for meeting up with me today. It was uh, nice to meet up with you. So uh, yeah, always cool. Uh, Email iTunes reviews. This one is from Dave saying, hey, guys, what is the name of the spray you talked about on the podcast? The cotton candy stuff. So that is a product I have thanks to my work that smells like the most delicious thing in the world, but you should not eat. It's called Corrosion Guard, and it is from M-Zone is the company. Um, you can pretty much find it anywhere. It's not cheap, but it will pretty much unseize anything and keep lubricating anything and everything. So Corrosion Guard from M-Zone is the stuff. Um, I'll see about putting it somewhere. I mean, I don't know where, but just listen to this and rewind it if you need spelling. Fair enough. Uh, Denny is shouting out to uh, Ian and Alan. Good seeing the split back. We just it, we're, we're still the same person. We just managed to log in with two uh, two things tonight. No. Voice so modulator, auto tune, all that stuff. We, yeah. yeah, we re- pre-recorded this and then you know added some banter for everybody. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that that's why um, Eric wasn't here. He had to do all the computer stuff for it. He was tired. Yeah, he's playing like the soundboard and he's like playing the uh, <laughs> what do you call the drops. There you go. <laughs> Actually, everything that I've said tonight, I've said before, and this was all pieced together from the last 180 episodes. Yeah. I've seen videos about that. <laughs> Deep fakes, yep. All right, bring us home, Alan. I think that's a great place to bring episode 186 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast to an end. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Please help us out and submit a review. Helps other people find us. If you want to find me directly, it's Alan, that's with one L, at prepperpodcast.ca. We record these shows live on Facebook and YouTube. If you want an early peek at the show, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notification tab. That gives you an alert when we're going live. You can talk. contact me at Off the Wall Customizing, Tickety to Talk, Discord, and this gilded thing from the other CPP that you will find out tomorrow night where I have more whiskey and probably more inappropriate. <laughs> we'll, we'll try harder tomorrow. Um, you can reach Ian directly by emailing me at theislandretreat at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Canadian Patreon Podcast with Pierre occasionally on iTunes and YouTube recording Monday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm also on the Gilded app. It's the only place I'm allowed still. 
for the OGCPP for now. for now. They haven't kicked me off yet. Uh, email us if you want to invite to the uh, the Gilded app, and uh, they can find us discussing why government waste in society has me still making lists. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning.